spirituality, consciousness, health, and mindset. Welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Together, we are all wisdom and knowledge. Hey, what is up everyone? This week on the Send Podcast, me and Chris sit down and discuss the magic word death. And we try our best to delve into one of the biggest questions unknown to life on the planet, what happens when we die? And Richard Dawkins said it best, we are going to die and that's what makes us the lucky ones. Most people are never going to die because they're never going to be born. The potential people who could have been here in our place, but who will in fact never see the light of day outnumber the sand grains on the Sahara Desert. Wow. And it's very interesting because this is one of the biggest questions in life, is what happens when we die? Which many minds throughout history have questioned and tried to uncover. And when we look around at most modern day society, in my opinion, it feels as though the general perception of death is a bad thing. But what's very interesting to me is that if we look back at most cultures of the past who were asking and seeking this question deeply, they did not perceive death as a bad thing. They actually made the assumption that death was a beautiful experience. And over the last 20 decades, in my opinion, science has given us a simplistic understanding of death, a vague notion that we simply just end and there is nothingness, and that we simply cease to be. But the more science just adopts this understanding without really looking at the bigger picture, the more it limits itself from the whole human experience, in my opinion. So you might be asking why the podcast name Unzipping Death's Trousers. Well, towards the end of this podcast conversation, we might just talk about literally meeting death and unzipping his pants. (laughs) So in this podcast, we absolutely go all over. From fear of death to impermanence to even imagine yourself dead. We ask the question, what if we're already dead? Is death the same for everyone, immortality, what would happen if nobody died, aliens, and cosmic sports events, to actually meeting death in person? We went all over with this one. So as you know, me and Chris absolutely embody so much of our time and lives into this podcast. And we really want to just continue, keep bringing you more and more amazing conversations and content. And with your help, we can really take this to another level. So if you do believe in what we're doing and want to support the podcast, you can do so by going to our Patreon page and checking out all the different reward tiers that we'll set up for you. And even the $2 reward tier gives you access to bonus content, special bonus conversations and other rants that we do. And we've also just added a new one-hour podcast conversation to that Patreon page as well, where me and Chris did a podcast where we got very personal we delved in a bit in our journeys all the way from the time we were at college all the way up to now so if you would like to check that out all you need to do is sign up for any patreon tier and in the process support the podcast and you can listen to that and i just wanted to also say that we love that you are also coming on this journey with us we are a part of your journey but you're also a big part of ours so anyway, let's jump into this one, unzipping Death's Trousers, enjoy!
we go. Here we go, Dan. Death, 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 death. Die, 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 die. Death, 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 death. Die, 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 die. Sounds like a Slipknot song. Are we recording? We're all gonna die. Everybody poops, and if they don't, they're an android. Hi, we're all gonna die unless you're an AI. <laughs> it rhymes as well, doesn't it? We're all gonna die one day unless you're an AI. <laughs> <laughs> then all you care about is pie. <laughs> all right, Daniel. Right. So anyway, yes, Daniel. So a question. We're <laughs> we blasting into this now. Blasting into it. All right. So a question that has really been on my mind and it's interested me all my life mm. is the question: What happens? When we die. Are you okay? <laughs> if this is on your mind, are you okay right now? <laughs> so anyway, so when I look, when I, if I look at society now and look around at the world, right, we know that a lot of people don't actually want to engage in this conversation. They don't want to engage in the topic of right. what happens when we die. So yeah. why, why have you ever thought about why are actually people afraid to comprehend this big question? Yeah, I think a lot of people are really struggling in their own minds to comprehend, like, losing themselves, losing their own existence, losing the memories, like, every every piece of collection that you've ever, like, collected in your own brain, the whole external experience, the whole internal experience, all gone. And, like, it's, it's the whole concept of, like, losing something, which a lot of people I don't think are ready for. I don't think death itself frightens them. Because a lot of people want to experience something, like something great beyond themselves, which death may provide. But I think death itself can actually, can be a lot of fearful things just because of what you leave behind. So I think what you're leaving is more terrifying than where you're going. Yeah. And it's that mentality, what you just said there, the, the stripping away of the illusions that we hold so dear to our heart in this reality, like all the things like your mobile phone, yeah pets you own even your loved ones even your body itself as well that's mm. it's, it's going to be a stripping away of all them layers and people obviously hold them illusions so tight and so the, the grip like the cuddle the cuddle them so tight don't they they hold them so dear to the heart yeah they do don't they but as well though what it is as well though because um alan watts says this best right in regards to that the stripping away of the layers he talks about how he says something that we're living a sticky world so we look around yeah. the uh, universe now even the earth itself has things stuck to it like things floating around it so the earth itself has like the moon going around it the sun going around it so it has planets like sort of drifting around it yeah so even even in a sense the, the universe is a sticky sticky as well so that's why we live in a sticky world it's interesting because i was actually thinking about this right so when you were talking before about how we have all these um you said before to stripping away of them layers i've actually thought about this now so the way that life's set up now you can either come to the realization that and that you're not your mobile phone, you're not your laptop and things like that. You can either come to the come in this life we're living in now, this reality we're living in now, you can come to that realisation now. Mm-hmm. Or death comes along and death just completely goes zoop and just takes that all away from you, understand? Yeah, I think that's... Do you think that's a frightening experience? That's what I'm saying. I think it comes back to the individual's mind. Like, if you're a mind, if, you're, if you've got a mind who who understands that you're not your phone, you're not your house, you're not even your body. If you if you believe if you know that deep down, then no, it's not. It's not mm. gonna be scary. It's not gonna be scary. Because I think when you cultivate that understanding, you can't go back in your mind. Yeah. You just you just realise that them tools 
they're not bad, but they're just an experience. You can't become like you, like like I think as well. Alan Watts was talking about that. We live in a sticky world. He's also under. I think when he said that statement as well, he's he's also realizing himself. But I think as well, you know, when he's talking about how the even the Earth itself sticky. I think the Earth itself understands that that one day the planet's going to go. Mm. That's that's the bigger picture behind that question as well. And he's talking about not don't be grateful for what you've got now, but also don't become them. Become the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the Earth can't become the sun, the Earth can't become the moon. It's just an experience in that moment. Mm, interesting because uh, you know I mean? uh, yeah, it's interesting because uh, but I was thinking like um like even the Earth's gonna die. Yeah, that's what I mean. But the sun's gonna die. Like I'm thinking as well. Like if, if the universe is like all one, uh-huh. maybe the, the sun, the Earth, the moon. Like maybe they can't like actually think like I can't be them. I, the sun. The Earth may think, I can't be the sun, but yet the Earth is unwilling that it actually forgets that it is the sun, it is the moon, yeah. it is the entirety but here, of the Here's something though as well. Like you said there, it is a becoming, a, it is it is, it is, is all connected, right? But as well, the Earth, which is very interesting, on the top of death as well, I was thinking there in my head, the Earth also actually becomes something else. So the Earth dies, but it becomes something else. So one day, everyone's going to look at the Earth and go, oh, the Earth's, the Earth's like... Um, it's it's gonna die. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be complete existence. There's gonna be no life on the planet. Yeah. But for the Earth, that's just a transition to something different. So just like maybe when we die, we transition to something different as well. Yeah. Do you understand what yeah, I mean yeah, by yeah. that? Though it's, it's very like, interesting. You look at it. You know when you look at a star, we look. We look at the, the. See if you look at the sky now, and you see, we can see a star. We can't see a star now because it's daylight. Uh-huh. But you know what I mean. At night time, you look outside and you see a star. So that you look at that star, and that star is could be already burnt out now. I think it's very interesting what you're going on about because at the end of the day, like the, at the at the end, they always say you look back at the beginning. Yeah, and I think this is what we're actually getting at. It's like death itself is not just the end of something, but the beginning of something. And when we're ter- talking in the t- context of like the Earth and how vastness something like that can comprehend, people will pre- presumably just think the end of the human race is the end of the entire understanding yeah. of like consciousness. We, if we if we hear something as well, I think that if we look at the universe now and we look at nature and everything like that, the only thing that's certain is change. Change is the only constant all the time. Mm. Everything's constantly evolving and changing. Even a lake, everything's constantly moving and changing. Like that lake, when a lake moves in in and out, that wave's not going to be the same as the last wave. It's yeah. constantly changing. Like a, a, a new a wave's dying and a new wave's being born all the time. Definitely, I think that's. Uh, I think a lot of people actually believe that life itself is on a linear plane where it's just completely straightforward like you have a beginning you have an end and that's it and that's like an atheist point of view but a lot of people keep forgetting about the idea of the circle of life and the idea that we have a we don't just have a beginning and an end it's all continuous so the end is the beginning and the beginning is the end and this is what a lot of people even like myself I can't really comprehend it in a sense because it's hard to even get your mind in the whole process of how death can actually occur because right now I feel so alive. Yeah. How do you how do you comprehend death when you feel so alive? Yeah, that's a very interesting point as well. That. And I, I don't know if people, I don't know if you. I mean, I, I, I actually I, I don't know. It depends. It, it depends how. I don't think when you when you're fully in that, like you said, now you're so, you're so alive. It's hard to step away from the mind and imagine what that moment of feeling so alive would be like lost. 
That's exactly. what that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. But I think you can't do it though. You can't do it. You can't get glimpses. You can't get glimpses of where you can think. What if this moment was gone? Like, how would you feel? You can you can emotion, you can emotionally go to that point in your mind. I mean, even through. But med- I don't think you can fully go to that point. Yeah, I'm thinking as well. Even through meditation, when you silence the mind, you still get the essence of you're alive. You still get the whole understanding of the power of like of life inside you because you're inhaling each breath is an inhale of beauty and love and the enjoyment of life you all inhale at that one moment so in essence I have to believe that the closest thing I can get to death is the exhale of it all leaving us at once but what happens when you all leave it it's like it's like a free in motion so when I'm breathing out all this this love this energy my whole life force is just leaving my body through my breath and in that brief moment where the, the pause between the breath and the next breath, um, and no ancient philosophy actually states that that is where you'll find peace. And I think it's an interesting concept. Maybe after we've given up everything through the breath, sorry, when we die, maybe that's where we'll find peace. Yeah. I know that. I love that. I love that, by the way, as well. And so what we're talking about before as well, <clears throat> here's another question from that. So what do you actually think the element of death actually provides in society like what does it actually provide in this reality i mean do we do we actually need death in order to live would you say i mean why do you why do you think why do you actually think death happens why do i think death happens i think that death happens to make us like ordinary really i think it's is to like i love how you said that or to make us feel ordinary by the way i i think that's i really had to work on me my like to think of the right word for that like it, I think it is to like limit the human vessel to an experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like just give us this brief moment in time where consciousness can search for its own existence in life and have its own little understanding. And I believe that death is like a review of your life. You know, I, I really do, and I think it's to make you aware of how precious life is at this very moment. I, I love that as well. And um, it, it, it. I was actually thinking, right? So the the reason why. I was actually trying to comprehend. I was trying to ask myself this question over and over again. Why is why is the what what does why does death in this reality? Why why does it, why does it need to be death in this reality? That's what I keep questioning myself all the time. Right. And the reason why I've come the come, the come to the conclusion in my mind why we need that is for is because, and I'm actually thinking we need to die. In order to give us understanding, what life is really all about, because. Mm. This is what I'm thinking now, right? Just don't look at the game. Look at the computer game as well. I like the computer game analogy, right? Mm-hmm. But what is the biggest... If this, if life is a video game now, using that context in your mind, what's the biggest stake in a, in a game of death? Like, what's more what's more cards on the table than death? Like, just just imagine you're playing a video game, right? And that video game has no, like, has no monsters. It has no bad guys or anything like that. What, what would happen then? The game would be boring mm. if there's no challenge. Yeah, I agree. Then I think it's I think it's very innocent concept, really. But I think why do you think death happens? I mean, if you actually look at the, the whole question of it, why it happens, I mean, who gives us the answers that we really seek in there? Because I've actually wanted to find out the answers, so I actually did some research into this one. Yeah. So I so I started like looking into like into the Quran, into the Bible, and I asked started like trying to ask the question like. What, why does death happen? And this is an, and I've actually found some interesting things like the Bible itself, like in all religions have offer answers on why it happens. But according to the Bible, like Adam and Eve, they were punished with death 
by sinning against God. And as we are descendants of Adam and Eve, we share in their fate. But and then I think, like, fair enough, but so why do animals, like, me dog, have to die? Yeah. Why will uh, trees die? Why will... So why does, in essence, that, that gives us an understanding of, like, why humans die. And that was from Genesis 3.17. And another thing as well that I found in the Quran, and it says that, um, and this is from Islamic scholars, and they say that life is a test that ends with death. And there's a quote, Every soul shall have a taste of death, and we test you by evil and good by way of trial. And that's Quran 21.35. And Christianity shares this judgment dear vision as well. And this is actually get to the point where I actually believe that death itself is a review of your life. Uh-huh. And I do believe that. And, and I think this whole review gives us the whole process of like understanding life. And I think to understand life is to appreciate life. But I think in the essence, like religion offers these fear-based views yeah, yeah. where it's to keep like religion will offer you the answer, but it's usually to keep you in a context where you're primarily fear-based. So you fear religion, you fear God, you, you're a God-fearing Christian or a yeah. God-fearing Muslim. <laughs> and we need to understand that right now in this time, this is our time, this is our planet. You can appreciate God, you can appreciate the creation of life if you so wish. But truthfully, you have to be the judgment of your own person. And when you get to understand that, yeah, there is going to be consequences to life, there is going to be death. And I need to understand that. And that's why I need to right now use death as a push to live myself right now in this moment. I loved how you said, um, you know, you said review of life. It reviews your life. Mm. Because I'm actually thinking about this. I call it the... It's a, call it the drug of impermanence. That's what I like to call it. I know. It's like a pill. You, you can get, you can take this pill whenever you want. And do you know what one, one of them pills were to me when you were saying that? Your dog. So you look at your dog, right? And um, you're, so you love your dog, right? But your yeah. dog, if you actually think about it, your dog is, doesn't get, a, doesn't live as long as you do. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, when you're holding your dog, your dog, you realize that you're, that you love your dog, but you know that your dog's going to, Die before you die. You know what? Mm-hmm. If you both live out two, both healthy lives, your dog's going to die before you. So then, in, in that instant, in your mind, you can think, you can feel gratitude in that moment for yourself because you actually think, God, like, I love this dog. It's, it hasn't got as long as I've got on this planet right now. Mm. I think as well. And that, that, imper- that, but I'm saying all that impermanent actually makes the human experience more special and unique. And that's what death brings. Like, the, Death brings the imp- the sense of impermanence, and yeah. nothing's going to last forever. So it makes you it makes the stake in the game much higher, and it makes you play the game t- much better. I, I was just thinking there, like, because I was going to actually say something else. That's a beautiful answer, by the way. But I was going to say something like, well, that might contradict it. But um, cause I was going to say, like, imagine, like, in that sense, though, imagine like um, a tortoise, and they can live like a hundred and hundred hundred plus years. Yeah, but with the- but then if you look at a tortoise's life, how slow does a tortoise move? Yeah. But as well, though, I was actually thinking there as well, if you look at the tortoise, <laughs> where the dog does the tortoise. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. But then I was actually thinking there. So does the tortoise itself have a more spiritual experience? Yeah, <laughs> but then I was actually thinking, what, are we, if, if, what, are, what is the tortoise to the, to the universe? <laughs> exactly. And then what is the universe to the cosmos? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and then what's the cosmos to the human imagination? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> exactly, man. It's crazy, you know, when you think when you zoom out that far. 
But um, as well, I want because I, I found this as well because in, in on the topic of impairments as well. Because mm. I, I wrote I wrote this down right, but it said that um, it, this is beautiful as well. And it sums up it sums up what you were just talking about there, right? And it said, so it said, remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I have ever encountered mm. to help me make the big choices in life, because almost everything. All ex- external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment of failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. Mm. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Beautiful that. Do you know who wrote that? Who? Steve Jobs. Really? Beautiful that, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually really beautiful. That is absolutely amazing, and I think that just sums up and get puts in perspective of the sense of the sense of impermanence triggers something in your mind to live every moment. It's interesting because someone who with a, with a very technical background can have such a a wide view on life, really, isn't it? That's a very interesting point. That's what I'm saying, though. But you, be, I think you can be surprised by many different minds. Like I said, I think it's interesting because I think one of the, one of the things in life that holds all life together is the big questions. I've said that before, and what bigger question than death? And everyone's got to think about it. You can't hide away from it. No matter who you are on the planet right now, no matter all animals, everything's going to cease to exist one day. And yeah, you can't you can't hide away from you can't hide from that question. And as well, to go back to what we've seen before. That's what society's trying to do. Society's trying to hide from that question, like. I said this before as well, but you you never you never hear on like when someone sells a product or something like that. See, oh, like just imagine the start of an advert and it just turns around and just says, "You're all gonna die one day, so buy this product right now." <laughs> you know what I mean? Though? You, you never hear things like that in society, like because people are just people are afraid, it's just scared, sh- 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 or shying away from the bigger questions in life all yeah. the time. But if, if it feels like though, when everyone dies, when somebody close dies, it always feels like a shock always feels like it wasn't expected to happen yeah it's not nice. yeah it's funny that isn't it, it is like I I can't believe he's died yeah I can't believe he's dead <gasps> yeah I never, I never thought he would die I always <laughs> say stuff like that but the truth is like we all experience death We've, like nobody's ever avoided it yeah like like yeah like there's even when we did like a podcast on did Jesus experience immortality on plants but like there is an essence of like stuff like where we're seeing like we're not seeing like Jesus himself walks around us right now because um, we're still like human beings and we have rational thought but we can't actually think like every human can like avoid death but we need to understand right now we are limited man it's interesting to me right to think about how it will happen it will happen it's interesting to me to think about how um, how actually death ship society in the sense of it because let's here's some question right let's just say that everyone in society now had an understanding that like actually come to the realization in in the minds that yes we're going to die one day like actually fully embody that fully embody that yes one day we're going to we're going to die i'm going to leave this reality yeah and if people embrace that question how how do you think that would change people's minds do you think that would change people change the way that people actually approach life yeah, I think a lot of people would approach life in a more like stronger context. Really, I think they would actually gain experience. Of I, life, think, really. I think as well, it could go both ways as well. I know because we talked about this before, and it might spark in your mind as well. But you said something to me years ago as well. You said, um, 
you said as well it, it could also go the other way because you said um, people could just sit on the couch and just say ah it's alright um, what did you say the Monday morning you said last time the Monday morning feeling yeah um, is that what you said I think you know the Monday morning feeling where it's alright it's, it's just a weekend now it'll be fine I'll do it on I'll I'll, uh, I'll do it on Monday <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like in there if we had on if we knew that we were going to come back so to say like like we're going to get another second chance at life like you could just spend your entire life believing that life is a Sunday afternoon and you just be like lying on the couch just like yeah I'll just do it all in the next life don't worry about that like you know what I'm going to be a top CEO of a company in the next life yeah well, <laughs> that's the beauty of life right because I'm we, just chilling uh, <laughs> we don't know if, if we're going to get the next life though as much as we like to comprehend that we do or we're going to go to heaven and going to find peace on a, on a beautiful cloud somewhere we don't know and this is why we need to live life right now because we can't just have this like Sunday afternoon attitude waiting just to like lie on the couch and watch Netflix marathons until the end of time and then <laughs> oh my god looking back I've wasted 55,000 years of just watching Netflix marathons <laughs> god damn Breaking Bad <laughs> <laughs> I love that I was I was reading somewhere as well. I love that, by the way. And I was reading somewhere as well, right? Um, do you know what's like Sigmund Freud? Yeah. Right. So Sigmund Freud was talking about right. He made a, he made an observation, right, which I read, which was really fascinating. He was talking about that. It's actually it's impo- he was talking about how it's impossible to imagine your own death. Mm. So when I read that, I was actually trying to go in my own mind in the inner workings of myself and actually imagine myself dead. Well, have you have you ever actually have you ever it's deep this but have you ever actually tried to imagine yourself dead before <laughs> well, <laughs> question. I remember until we uh, we I tried to get into this mind frame before but truthfully man I can never ever look beyond my senses I'm trapped by them I'm purely trapped by my senses and even if I can imagine myself like completely in silent in a silent room where my eyes are closed and I'm just like lying there trying to picture it picture life trying to go into the like the realms of the mind and trying to figure this out and, and what do I see like when I try completely silence myself and I see nothing but I still feel and I can't get rid of this feeling that yeah. I'm a human and I'm and I'm trapped within this like these this skin this like this completely a part of this vessel and I can't leave the vessel I can't leave the senses like so even though I'm lying there in trying to imagine death, I still feel the breath and I still feel life every single moment. When I feel this life, I feel beautiful. And I feel like when you're in a silent room and you can hear your heartbeat, you just know there's like this workings going on inside, which is so powerful. I can't think, I can't get there, man. I really can't get into the concept of like death when so much life's happening inside of us. Yeah. And as well, as well, I've actually tried to imagine myself that sense of blackness, like the nothingness. Mm. I've tried to actually go in my mind and imagine nothingness, and you can't do it. And that says to me what Sigmund Freud was getting out with that question as well. That says to me that what he was maybe actually trying to get get to was that you can't expe- you can't imagine it because it's not an experience. Yeah. So that says to me that maybe death isn't darkness, isn't nothing, because d- darkness isn't an experience. And as well, just it's a good add, point. Actually, added that as well, though. Can you remember Alan Watts on um, his favorite, uh, one of his famous, famous video, videos? It's called um, oh, what's it called again? Um, oh, 
I can't remember. It's amazing. It's one of his amazing speeches. Anyway, I think it's called "Might Be the Real You," something like that. Anyway, but in that video, anyway, he talks about how um, he says, "Try and imagine." Um, he says, "Try and imagine what it'll be like to go to sleep and never wake up." And he said, "If you think long enough about that, something else will happen to you, and yeah. it'll bring something so, something else up. And from that, you'll it'll bring up another big question. What he, he says, what will it be like to wake up after having never gone to sleep?" And he says, that's when you're born. Mm. And Alan Watson, that video was also talking about that you can't have an experience of nothingness. Well, and, I, and I'm unsure, and I've asked myself that loads of times, questions over and over again, and I don't think we can. Because even when yeah. you dream at night, even when you dream at night, do you experience nothingness? No, you always experience something, don't you? I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating, man. That's what I'm questioning, mate, all the time. Do you uh, do you think death is the same for everyone? Oh, I think no, I don't. Mm. He, just ima- just think of this now. So here's something as well, right? From that as well, what if we are actually? I've asked myself this: What if we're we, me and you now, and all the listeners listen to this podcast? Everyone in this world is already dead. What if everyone's already dead? So we know that now, you and me, we'll, we live completely, even though we're very similar, and live very similar, but in the sense we're still living very different lives. So then if we're dead in this reality, and every other person's dead as well, everyone's, no one's the same. Everyone's, so if this is heaven now, and we're already dead, everyone's already living out heaven differently. So that's why who so who then says whatever death is, it's going to be the same. Because what if we're already dead now? We're already playing different roles. It's already different for everyone. Oh, I love that. Man. You know what I mean, as yeah. well as well though from that as well though. Just imagine though as well, and also who says as well that this reality. So we know in this reality now that for me and you, yeah, you know we know that we're the understanding that our thoughts create our reality. So then who says that that our thoughts? aren't also going to impact whatever's next. That's a really interesting concept. So maybe if you believe in a God and you're going to go to heaven, you're going to sit on the clouds, that stereotypical view, maybe you are going to do that. Yeah, if you really... I, I actually think as well there's something else that I like to like put forth. How can we expect death to be the same for everyone while we all live a different life here? Which is very interesting. And it makes me think... Oh, so many people die in conditions some surrounded by loved ones and they feel it they feel the pure love and connection of everyone at that point in life and I think that's a beautiful insight on like how somebody can die with the family around them but then somebody could die like in a horrible place in a horrible experience and their emotions at that point would be complete and utter terror mm-hmm. and some people have been murdered but yet I think what I'm getting at here is because um, some a lot of people say that ghosts themselves, and uh, this is an interesting point because a lot of people like don't believe in ghosts, and the, but a lot of people do, and so it's interesting. But people say that ghosts are here because they've had a tormented experience in life. So what I'm thinking of, if that is the case, then how can and we all have a different experience in life? So then this is why. There's some ghosts there, and there's some ghosts who is not, and some places in purgatory. Some some people will be in heaven and hell. Some people will be in a conscious state, like you said. And I think it's, 
And I think, yeah, I think we all have a different experience of life. But what I'm trying to get out with these ghosts is like, is when you hear a ghost story about a woman who was like, um, murdered with, before childbirth and she calls around like, wanting a, a son, wanting to find a, a unborn child and so she'll, she'll walk the walls of these manors for years and, yeah. and years and this experience about like 200 years of the story about this woman. Is that, does the emotion of like the experience of this life, does that affect the afterlife is what I'm trying to say. And because we have such a like a powerful connection to death, if we bring into the next life the pure and strong emotion, maybe that alters the afterlife effect on what we're getting. So if we're bringing in like so much love, this pure energy, man, I'm surrounded by family. I've lived an incredible life to the absolute fullest. You bringing that into the next life, and I believe the afterlife is then. A completely mesmerizing experience. This well, is this is deep, right? This, and it also works on the other side as well. This, this is deep, and I was thinking this right when you were talking about ghosts, right? What if the reason why the ghosts are there in in the in between world is because they transition, so they've died and they're transitioning over to something else, but this, they've become so attached, and their identity is this reality. They, in the, they, they can't fully strip it away so they're in between so they're the in between world then this goes and, and I'm thinking sorry. as well in, in that in between world what if them also don't know the dead really powerful Dan but then it, that says to me is like when we experience death we are expect we're expected to see this the vastness of like this power like we're going to see God you know what I mean a lot of people believe we're going to become part of consciousness but then these ghosts they're still here because they've had an experience in this life which is overpowered them going to the next life yeah so that says to me how powerful is this life right here what we've got how powerful are the emotions that we have to keep us from going to the next life and as well to sum up that conversation as well I was reading uh, mm. a bit of uh, I think it was Buddhist philosophy right and it was talking about it said if the afterlife sorry it said in the afterlife do not assume the de- dead know that they're dead well and that, I think that sums up that whole conversation because, like I said, to go back to the po- yeah, point I made before, actually. like I go back to the point before is, we don't know. No one knows anything. We don't know if we're already dead now. We don't know if we're already in heaven. We don't know what this is. Yeah. Ball, full <laughs> and, stop. And that's deep, exactly. <laughs> and that's deep as well. So here's something as well because I've got to ask you this one, right? Right. So we don't know what's going to happen, but let's play with it, right? <laughs> Right. So what what do you think actually happens when we die? What do I think happens when we die? So what do I think happens when we die? Truthfully, I I, I never really see like what I truly believe will happen because honestly, if I can't, I, I, anything would nothing would surprise us. Yeah. If I came back next next life as a potato, but yeah. <laughs> still had me consciousness from this and I'd be like trapped in this potato like state I'm like and I'm underground I'm like oh man I'm a potato I knew I'd come back to something and uh, but at the end of the day I'd be like well ah, well I had a mint life as that Here's something, right? listen to this all. imagine if you, you said you were a potato underground right would the potato if you were the potato underground and you didn't have the realisation you were a potato would you know you are a potato 
if I had the consciousness, I'll tell you when you would know. I tell you what you would know when you would know when you potato when you're in that deep fryer. <laughs> 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 when, there's, when there's a big massive golden M I'm looking at I'm like uh oh <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you're in the fryer but imagine if that like if I came back and for a brief moment I realised I've st- I'd come back to life but yeah for the brief moments of me come back to life I had, I'm aware of like me ex-life me previous life and so I see I'm a potato or whatever I am and I'm like Blooming hell, man. Like, my second chance. This is my second chance in life, and I've ended up as a potato. If, 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 that, was a, if that was a case, right? I'd love it, man. If that was a case, you would love it, because it's still experience. But here's, here's something, though. If you were that potato, you'd be thinking, what the hell? Oh, come on. What have I done in my What have I done in my previous life? What have I done that's so bad to become a potato? <laughs> come on. <laughs> was the Ascend podcast really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> come on. I could have at least been a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But, uh, it, mate, to be honest. Here's a question. Nothing would surprise us. Would you rather be a sheep or a potato? <laughs> ah, sheep. I see a sheep. Sure, as well. Yeah, <laughs> a sheep or a potato. Yeah, this is where we go on a send podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you knew the podcast, but um, sheep. So, Dan, what about you? What do you think? Well, you. So, we actually had this conversation right in person, me and you, and you, and you actually said this very interesting to me. You said the biggest question. This is what you said. You said the biggest question is not what happens when we die. The biggest question is actually what happens to the mind. What happens to consciousness? And I think if you take that perspective and look at that question like that and that try and dissect it in that sense, you've got to, I've got to use, to answer that question, I've got to use my experience of what, of, of what consciousness, consciousness is in this reality now. And through my experiences of what yeah. I've experienced, like when I've had lucid dreams and things like that, especially when I have a lucid dream anyway, I know that my body in this reality isn't in that dream realm. But it, however, when I have a lo- vivid lucid dream, it's no different from here now. So then that says to me, they ask some question in that sense, what is my consciousness doing when I'm asleep? Is it just exploring a different reality? Doesn't know any different. So that's yeah. why I'm thinking that maybe death is just like going to sleep. Maybe death is just a lucid dream. Maybe maybe death is just another is just another is just your consciousness exploring another realm. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm honestly thinking. Like, we, I've probably asked this, here's something. I've probably asked this question a thousand, thousand or a billion times over and over again. I've probably asked this question before I even asked this question again right here, right mm-hmm. now. What would you want to happen? What would you, what would you be hoping for in the next life? What I'd be hoping for? This right now. Would you? What a good, what a good answer. Honestly, man. this right now, exactly what it is. Yeah. What, I mean, what you couldn't, what, what else, what else, if, what else right. would you, what else would you, requ- this, this I'll is, I'll challenge that, I'll before. challenge that. What, what else would you require? What else would you require to, to, the, the state of mind that you got now? I know it's hard to sort of zoom in and zoom out of that perspective when you're immersed in this reality now, but what would you, what would you, other, what other than this would you require? Other than this, what, what I would hope for in the next life yeah. is I think, I would actually really hope that I do fall into this like beautiful vortex of like the cosmos and I become a part of consciousness and I know I can understand that in this realm already so mm-hmm. I'm maybe in essence I already am that mm-hmm. but I'd love to be able to experience like a full never ending process of a pure emotion of love 
Like, if there's no fears, no worries. There's no sense of desires or needs or wants. But it's just this pure sense of love, and I just feel it in but, like flowing through but, that moment. Well, here's something though: them them stakes in the ge- in the game. If you realise that them stakes in the game are just an experience, they what that's what makes the, the game so great. Yeah, I know. Like the fears, the emotions. If you didn't have that, like if you just had pure, if you were just all the time, like here's something: if you were one hundred percent happy, like hundred percent all the time, and nothing sort of pulled on your strings in your mind. Mm-hmm. Here's something, right? Would you well. know any different, though? Here's something as well, though. Just imagine that. I don't know because I've tasted, it, I've tasted it now, I've mm. tasted it now. Like here's something, right? So the, the other the other day, right? I was um, I was listening to a song, right, the other day, and I was I said to myself when I was listening to the song, and I was like, this song is absolutely incredible. I was like, I'll never ever get bored of this song. I'll never ever ever in a million years get bored of this song. In that moment, it was like literally ultimate pleasure in my mind, pulling on every single neuron in my mind. And I was just, I was cycling along on my bike, listening to this song. And I was like, I'll never get bored of this, never get bored of this. A mile on the road, I got bored of that song. <laughs> so that says to me that in life, you need the balance. You seriously need the balance. Like you need the yin and yang. Yeah. And you would get, bo- you would get, bo- you get bored of the great. Like the bad is also an experience because the you bad, said, listen, said let's, let's, let's finish, because the bad also makes it, makes the grade taste better that's what you yeah. need it for but then in the essence so you, like you said it perfect there when you said in this life mm-hmm. and you in, won't in all lives I don't think is the afterlife I, I don't think so So alright so here's something right just here's very interesting so just say that you are in the afterlife whatever the afterlife is mm-hmm. so you would you'd want in that afterlife you would just want to requ- require because so here's something you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't in that you wouldn't be able to ever 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 again in your life ever experience anger or pain ever 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 you would never be experience anger or pain you just want pure bliss everything um, like that hundred percent all the time the, that feeling in your going through your cells in your body the feeling of pure bliss all the time yeah I can imagine that beautiful but then. You wouldn't know that was pure bliss because that would be the only state that you'd you'd feel. So how would you know what was good and what was bad? Yeah, but then again, I, w- I wouldn't have any understanding of bad, like you said. So then you wouldn't. That was. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have any craving. It wouldn't, it wouldn't it. be an experience. But then I wouldn't have a craving for it. So, in the essence, it wouldn't. Do you be understand an what I'm saying, though? It wouldn't be an experience. To me, it would be just like a meditative state. But you wouldn't. But you wouldn't know it was a meditative state. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, uh, to me, it, it would feel like... So it like wouldn't be that. an experience? But it would be. Right, listen. Two <laughs> seconds, right, listen. Just imagine, right? Just imagine you... Here's something. Just imagine you're running a marathon, right? And you get in that deep state of state of mind that when you when you run long distances, you get that pain, your legs are aching, you, everything in your body is completely aching, you're full, right? Mm-hmm. You know now that that's pain because you know not pain mm-hmm. but if all you know is one level of intolerance all pain all your life then that's not going to be an experience yeah I, I see what you mean do you understand I, what I, mean? I, I do understand it's what you mean it's not going to be an experience but what you thought the question was you need though, a pre- what, what I hope happens yeah so I'm just saying I'm hoping that I feel like the internal but yeah, I know you're trying know, to get I'm to me I'm, I'm just trying to like, make you understand what, why you need the balance you need that yin and the yang to appreciate the best like you need to t- you need to also taste the, you need to taste the crap food and also taste the amazing food 
to appreciate the, the the real food. You know, do you know what I mean? Like things that like you need the you need that balance, man. But then I could say to you like. I don't know. We can go on tangents down here. I know, you know, I know what I mean, though. That's, really that's, that's, that's the understanding of Ahmad. Everyone's different, but that's un- the understanding that Ahmad is that you need to taste, sort of. You need to taste both both worlds because the bad world, not even a bad, it's not even the words bad, it's just a different world makes the other world taste much better. Hmm. That's an interesting point. That's what I, that's that's what I say, point. anyway. So here's something, right? Right. So, now, now I know that you don't want to taste badness, right? <laughs> no, I've tasted, I've tasted badness. I've, I've had enough badness in my life. Just here's something, right? But oh, but here's something. When you said that, that's interesting, right? But you know them. Just jump back in as well. Do you know them bad? You know the bad times that you you, you have tasted, right? Mm-hmm. Has them have them bad times when you look back now not actually made the good times taste better? See, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You need you need the yin and the yang, and I I understand your concept. What you you're getting at. But I'm saying, like, what I what I would love to happen for me would be the whole knowing that what's awaiting me in the next life is just this pure, is all the the love that I've experienced in this life at the height of it. I hope I actually see that there because in this life at the minute it's too and far between. But that but but that comes back to choice. That's a choice. Like choice is a superpower. You can choose them states all the time. You can choose them states constantly all the time. Because the platform that we're in now, the reality that we're in now, it's not a platform of pain. You think you think about the I, I, I know I'm a human being on this planet. I know where mm. the pain is. I know where the pain is. And the pain's not the pain's not the, the human experience. The pain's you. The pain, like, so you're starting about like seeking pain. I, I don't mean I know. I mean I, I know what you mean by when you say the word pain. Like you, you're meaning fears, desires, like um, the the you, the, the 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 fears that we all hold in this life are fears that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know it. You know you know yeah, you yeah, know the I'm fears right. that you put on yourself, the constraints mm-hmm. that you confine yourself to, all the sort of all the um, pressures that you put on your own mind, all the sort of the all the things in your mind you've got to, you feel like you've got to hold yourself accountable accountable to. Mm-hmm. They're not you. It's something which they're is, not you. Something which is interesting to me, right? They're well. not really you. If you strip away all that, that's not you. So you can experience that. You just got to go in your own mind and actually put yourself in them states as much as you can. So, uh, right. I remember before. Here's something though, quickly. Right, right what, go, on, go on. So just, I'm not going to go into the. I'm not going to go too deep and be like saying. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not what, saying what, your answer's right. My answer's I, I know wrong. That, no, no answer's right. But I'm, I'm here's something. Just imagine. Um, you go to. Here's something. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go too deep and be saying things to you like, "Oh, what, what?" Like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not like a psychologist. I'm not gonna be like go that far on your mind. But mm. I'll ask you one thing though: What things in your life are that experience? What you said. What, what, what things in this in this life now would you like to see in the afterlife? Right. What are the things that you? What is that pure bliss? Because to understand that you require pure bliss, you must see pure bliss in this reality. Yeah. I mean. We attached. We we had a com- uh, some. We were asked a question before by someone, and the question was: In this life, have you ever experienced an eternal sense of love? Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever tasted that? And your answer was no. Mine. My answer was no. Mm-hmm. Your answer was no. Um, my answer was yes. And at that moment, I was thinking to myself. I would like my afterlife experience to be eternal love, and I feel like I would come. 
I, I, I wouldn't care about accomplishments though. If I could just live in that love place state for all my ex- existence, right? I'll be happy with that, and I'll be happy. But then you've to answer that question, though, you've got to define what love is. So, what is your love? Uh, you're throwing too much, like no, no, no I'm, dig- I'm digging deep. I'm, questions I, I know I'm digging deep. That's what I'm saying, though, because <laughs> like, it's, like, I'm just like, listening. There's two sentences. You just you said that you said that I haven't experienced love. No, you said that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You said mm. that I haven't experienced love. This was a few years ago, by the way. A few. <sighs> Do you remember this? That's what I'm saying. But what? How? How? How would you? So to answer that, how would you? What? What is your love? Because I want to get back to the first question I said. What are the things that you love in this reality? What do I think? Uh, what so what do you love? love? So what would you want to take? To, you said. You said you would like to have in the afterlife. You would like to see that is is the pure bliss of the love. What you feel in this reality. So have that understand. You've got to be able to see. You've got to be able to. You've got to. Have to you've already had to taste that to know what you want. Mm-hmm. So you've had to already taste something to know what you want. So, so I, what is the I, things I, that you would? So what, what's that pure love that you'd want to take from I this? I can't reality? see it in experience. I can't see it in like an experience of just like, oh, well, I was out like walking and I just felt like the whole a feeling of alive in the my whole body. It was just when I, at the moment where I surrendered to like the understanding of love and like I, either wherever it was, I could have been with me family. But I think I was with me family and I was just sitting around talking to them and. And I just felt the pure emotion of love, and I was starting crying, and I was just connected to like this love. Mm-hmm. And I fell in the room, and I just felt like this to me is internal love. Like this, this was all beautiful love, and I, I enjoyed it. And to be honest, if I come back in this le- next life and I'm a human being again, and I get experience this amazing life all that's, over again, that's I love it. Yeah, look, look where you experienced that. Look, where did you experience that? I experienced it here on Earth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the initial point. That mm-hmm. goes back to the initial point. It's all here. It's already here. It's all here. Mm-hmm. It's just a switch in that in your mind. It's a complete switch in that. You I can have that. You can access. I'm telling you now, you can access that state whenever you want. Any single second of the day, you can access it. It's just a choice in the mind. Every single human being on this planet right now can switch that and have it any time they want. Life gives you glimpses of it all the time through your life, no matter mm. what it is. The things that you love, there's so many things we can tap into in this life. Whatever it, whatever it is, whatever hobby you love, whatever sort of sensation that your body loves, you can tap into that every single one. You don't need to look somewhere else for that. Um, I'm I, telling you, you now. Know, brother, I, I agree know, with I you. Know. I'm just trying to solidify that in your mind. I, yeah, I, I went through these processes I of, of, like, taste it. of understanding like, I am me body, I am me mind. And I can understand, like, I can conquer whatever is in my mind or whatever's external. And I have my full control of my mind at all times, uh-huh. in a sense, because I know I'm internal. And I think I just enjoy the process, but... Yeah, screw it, I just, like, eternal love for all I, existence. I, 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 know, I know what you're doing, I, I was just trying to dig deeper, that's all, but that's what I'm seeing, that's what I'm seeing, that, this, mm. that, con- that conversation that we just had, that was bliss. That's, a, that's an experience. Like when I was analysing our conversation, do you think there, it's all bliss in this life? I do. Yeah, I think it all is. I think everything's bliss. It just depends how. Like I said, it's going to get back. I can't. We can't go back to the same conversation again. We could. But like, be. But like I said, though, I just think what I think it's about is it's about how far you can, how far you can zoom in and zoom out of your own reality. That's what it is. It's about how far you can zoom in and zoom That's out. That's a beautiful point. It is as well, right? Let's get back on the topic of uh, death. <laughs> right. Right. That was that was good. Uh, tangent that by the way it was a long one yeah yeah it's, it was good though yeah it was 
Yeah. It's really powerful. I like that. I like to know the people think on that. Like, what are they? What are they hoping for as well? Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's view of reality is different. Here's something as well. Um, let's so on the on the topic of of death. Let's see if someone turned around to you, right? And um, I might know your answer now as well, since you don't like this reality. I'm only joking, man. I'm only joking. I'm digging deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you actually, if someone here, here's some, if I had a pill now, it was the immortality pill. Mm-hmm. Would you become immortal? Hell yeah. <laughs> Screw that eternal bliss yet. I'm here forever. <laughs> <laughs> Can't predict yourself, brother. Yeah, to be honest. It's like, a big question, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge question. Um you gotta look at what you've been given in this life. Um if you love your life, you're more likely want to take this immortality pill. Yet you hope everyone else who's been with you on your journey hope you'd take it as well. Yeah, or you'd be by yourself. I exactly you'd be by yourself. <laughs> with the EIs. <laughs> <laughs> Just you and like the vast you're alone on earth by yourself because you can't die but I am um, no I am um, I don't know man I, honestly I've thought about this loads um, would I take the immortality pill I'd some days yeah some days I'd be like oh I wish I took that pill yeah and then probably there's you, you know what you could be lying on your deathbed and you'd be thinking I wish I took that immortality pill but then about 2000 years down the line you could be thinking I wish I was just on my deathbed I, I'd love to answer I'd love to give you the, like an honest like I know the answer to this, but I'd be, I'd be caught between two worlds. One, I'd love to experience like all the pleasure in this life, and I'm probably, I, I could do it in about eighty years, maybe. I'd love to see the existence of time, like the progress of technology, the progress of the human potential, and I'd love to experience that. And I can't, and I can't do that in the eighty years. I need like a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand years. I'd love to see us colonize Mars, uh, colonize. Jupiter, wherever we're going on, in a, on this planet in the universe, where I'd love to experience it all. Can I, can I, I can't do it in 80 years. But then again, what we're talking about now in the afterlife, how amazing does that sound? You could come back as something completely different. You could come back as eternal bliss forever. Whatever you do, it is an experience. It's going to be lovely. So, yes, I would take the immortality pill. Yes, I would lie in my deathbed. Yeah. Whichever is the case. I, it's interesting because I know, I know that's a good answer by the way as well and um, I've, I've really went deep about it as well and I've tried to thought like you said imagine an extra 2,000 years on the planet and maybe it is maybe it is being greedy maybe it is just being greedy and it's just the ego trying to be greedy but I, I, like you said before I would love just to like I know how like how I know how good life tastes now mm. I, would, I, would, I could I would love to keep tasting it all the time I can never get bored of it I can never get bored of the whole experience but as well I've actually thought as well do you know that um do you know the film in Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a guy in that, right, who... So they have times on the arms. And if their time runs out on the arm, they die. So the super wealthy rich in that have very vastness of great, great of time. So, like, the sort of... The super rich can basically live forever because they've just got endless amount of money, so the time is just constant on their arm. And there was a guy in that who actually understood that he had so much time, he had everything he needed. And he understood that he, he was, and he lived. He'd already lived for a very long time. He actually craved the experience of death. Yeah, I've seen that. So that's really to me. Good. Even like how many years? I'm asking the question now. I'm I'm asking myself now. Yes, two thousand years would be amazing. But would it really? Would in that two thousand year would I get bored and actually really want to kill myself? 
So now I know I'm in immortality. So then when I have to go and mm. actually kill myself physically, yeah, you to experience be- that because you'd be, you'd be craving, you'd be craving another experience, yeah, of pain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so like that there. I spun that wrong. I like that. <laughs> um, I, no, man, it's a really good point actually. Um, and I think we both actually hit the nail on the head. And to be honest, like some, it's something else I'd love to know from other people as well. So I'd like. <laughs> I like everyone else to actually just tell us like would they take the immortality pill yeah it's interesting to think about so Dan um, this is actually interesting work in following on from that actually it's very interesting this but what imagine what would happen if nobody died oh nobody died you were all immortal oh this is an interesting question I was actually thinking in my head there but the first thing that caught my head there was that that maybe children maybe children wouldn't the whole, you know, when you ha- when the process of ha- of giving birth and, and having a child, mm-hmm. I, I was actually thinking in my head this is quite deep and out there, but I was actually thinking that process would be wouldn't be valuable anymore. That wouldn't be a, a great experience. Mm. It wouldn't be the experience because I think a lot of people have, a, in a sense, not just the only reason, but I'm just going to dissect my mind now. But a lot of people have a child because they want to sort of leave something behind after they're gone. Like deep down, fundamentally, that as a that is, is a, that is one of the a pulling strings. Like evolution is saying that you need to have offspring to keep the human race going. Mm-hmm. So that would that take away the whole essence of you having a child and the child you leaving leaving something a part of you behind? It's deep that. Yeah, that's a really good, actually good point, Dan. To be honest, I wasn't actually expecting that answer. To be honest, it was something different there. It, it, it was a good thought, but, but before, as well, if you want to know the answer as well, I was actually thinking about where the hell would put all the meat suits. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's, I think as well like I think it's um, an interesting talking point and I've got a little long winded answer here which I've because uh, I had to write this one down to be honest because I, I wanted to keep because I really wanted to get in my mind like what would happen if nobody died right like, come on think <laughs> seriously think seriously <laughs> right first and foremost if we could still have children as well the population would evolve like rapidly, yeah. So that's what I said. Where would we put all them? Where would we put all the little monkeys? Yeah, where would <laughs> we all go? And I think as well. Then we would like rapidly adapt to like fast technological advances, like because I think there'd be minds from like fifty years still incredibly peaked, at, and minds like yeah, and like minds from like eighty years in the future still incredibly peaked, and then all these minds from like the past and like the future could all be like entwined and stuff like that and it's, I know what you mean, it's yeah. gonna be rapid that man go imagine like in, in 2000 years when nobody's died like obviously like we'll be colonizing like so many places like moons like mars like comets will be flying around on comets and that would be nuts <laughs> like we'll have to because of, like the size of the population on earth man our resources will be like completely stretched to the max like, like sitting on the moon watching the watching like a, a, a video screen and that like the movies. Let's go. We're going, where we're going. Where we're going tonight. Um, just like you uh, just probably I'm, walk. I'm, into I'm, sick, a little... I'm sick of going. I'm sick of going to Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, you probably just walk in a doorway and let's a... go. To, let's go to the moon. <laughs> yeah, doorway. Imagine that. <laughs> a little teleporting system like Stargate. I was actually thinking right. I thought about this before listening to this before you before you finish your point right. Mm-hmm. But imagine. Um, I was actually thinking this right. So you know we've got you've got like um, all these sports, all these different sports around the world. Like all these different combat, like you have martial arts and things like that. And you have you have all the best fighters in the world fight. You have all the best teams in the world play each other, like for football and all these different things. Yeah. Imagine like an intergalactic, intergalactic uh, like competition. All the best um, sort of teams around the world competing. 
<laughs> like uh, like uh, Olympic Games where like Jupiter versus like the the moon. <laughs> here's, here's something crazy though as well, right? Just imagine though, this is going even deeper and out there, right? Imagine though as well, we get so advanced, like we've lived forever, so we've got so much technology and all the secrets of the universe, and we have this massive intergalactic um, sort of um, intergalactic. Um, Sort of um, sports event, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can even we can even uh, you can even go to another dimensions and, and every you can go to every single parallel universe in the world, right? <laughs> you can even have teams playing against yourself and everything, right? But imagine though, right? There'll be there'll also be a team in the universe that's the best who've got superpowers. Because imagine if there's parallel universes and everything, every single possibility in the universe exists, right? And there's people with superpowers. There would actually be a team of like pure, pure human, like absolutely incredible, amazing attributes. They would have to be able to fly. They'd be super strong. They'd be like the Hulk, giant monsters. Yeah, yeah. It is like that. Though. <laughs> You'd actually have a, like, a galaxy like that, and they would be the ultimate team, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'm <laughs> that, like, <maybe. laughs> I think. Oh man, that'd be awesome, man. Be- imagine watch. How much would you pay to watch her? Huh? <laughs> But I think, uh, hear me out. Five billion Klingons. I think, <laughs> I, even though I think it'll be like proper, like, um, really vast technological because there'll be so many, there'll be no such thing as generations anymore. There'll be just like minds, like really top scientific minds still like interacting. Mm-hmm. Imagine like Einstein with Elon Musk today. Yeah. Both still alive and both at the peak. Like, what could we accomplish? I mean, mix Henry Ford and that in there and put like Wilhelm Reich in there and we're still like all their minds like can never die but yet they're completely peaked I mean human race would just evolve rapidly like wouldn't it like technologically and we would find so many different things like pill form would be eaten out of pills because we couldn't really like couldn't like harvest the land I mean we'd have to harvest planets just in order to feed yeah I mean I think we're at the end humans would have to like not everyone would have like the mindset of like an Elon Musk or a Albert Einstein where they could comprehend like living forever like you said before as well if that was the, like you say you're completely right I was thinking in my head not everyone would have the, the mind of Elon Musk you'd probably you'd actually have a reverse effect you'd actually have more minds of like sort of Homer Simpson <laughs> sitting on the couch yeah. <laughs> I was thinking this like there'd be the population there'll be a number of people who would actually try to kill themselves like rise up and go because so many people will be craving death because you, not I've, everyone's experience of like eternal is going to be incredible have you seen that film though? what was that film where they were all um, it was like a, a film in the future where everyone was just sitting in the homes <laughs> just everyone was watching like with VR, gag- VR goggles on and everyone's just like sort of uh, they have all these tubes coming from like they're sitting in like a chair with it's got all the food around them like crisps and it's got all the like the soda like that Coca Cola and uh, lemonade and things like that and it's just got straws going to the the mouths and they're just constantly sitting there in VR. Have you seen that? What was that film? Oh, I can't remember. Um, I don't know if I've seen that. Have I seen that? Ah, oh, it's some film. I can't remember what it is. Uh, what's it called? Must have done it. Um, an ep- surely done an episode, some sort of episode on that like you watch. What's it called? Um, What's that? What's the thing that you watch? What do I watch? I... No, the TV program that explores big questions, a cartoon that explores big questions in the universe. Oh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's got to have done it. Uh, well, I have something on that. More than man. likely. Um, Come on. More than I mean, I'll be honest, more than surely you've got to anyway. But that's what that's what the world would look like. The world would look like we'd all be sitting with VR 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 goggles on. We'll all be chained up to all these sort of sodas and uh, sweets and crisps all getting pumped into us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting why the, one of the latest episodes, right, it has like um, Earth becomes like in, evol- 
allowed into the intergalactic family. So it's like loads of aliens like walking around with I love Earth t-shirts, taking photos yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, everyone gets like assigned a job and stuff like that. And it's it's really funny, like, and it makes it makes it does actually make you think, like, like, and it gives you an insight of like all the amount of population yeah. on Earth. And it's actually showed you like people um, on Rick and Morty not like living underground because they don't want to be a part of like this alien new alien intergalactic society. And they start to like, like become like a um, militia. So they start to get like arms and guns and that and start to like fighting the aliens and stuff like that. Because that's how it's interesting because when you said that there, right, they would actually be, say if that was intergalactic, this is going all over this, by the way. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> If anybody death can, that's what we're talking about here, like. <laughs> death all the way intergalactic bloody aliens. But it, just, I was actually thinking there, right, just imagine, just imagine, just, just imagine intergalactic aliens. They would actually be, we, we've said this before, but they would actually be. Like you said, there'll be a militia of people actually like hate the aliens. Like they would be, they would be seeing, oh, yeah. they'll be seeing all these aliens are coming here. Look at them, immigrants taking our jobs. <laughs> That's what they'll be seeing, wouldn't they? Oh. This is our planet. It's not their planet. This is our planet. <laughs> Don't come on my land. <laughs> I love that man. All it right. wasn't like this in my day. Hey, then we got to ask the big questions like Dan what's the death like what's the afterlife experience for the alien you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, exactly Jeez. how would the alien perceive the, how would the alien perceive the afterlife maybe the alien's so advanced though and the alien understands that understands that they're already dead <laughs> <laughs> right if anybody knows where we are on this podcast just chime in let us know <laughs> right see if you can get back to your point but you're talking about immortality let's yeah, see if we can get this I'll, back I'll just, to the yeah. well, I was seeing that a lot of people, right, if they were actually, if everybody was living forever, God, there'd be so many people insane, wouldn't there? A lot of people could not comprehend that. Like I said before, like, a lot of people would be craving for death, so they'd be trying so many different ways to kill themselves, man. But all, lower, I think every single human being on the planet, though, they would test their limitations to the max. Yeah. They'd purely test it to the max. And, but to be honest, a question like this, the possibilities are endless. They really are, and that's my take on it. Like, here's here's a question I just thought of there as well. Just imagine if you, just imagine if I've turned around to you now as well, and I said to you now, right? You've got I'm going to give you, I'm extending your mortality, and I'm giving you two thousand years. Mm. Two thousand years you've got mm-hmm. to live. Like I'm not saying a hundred. Like we'll get we'll ever get an average of seventy five years. That's 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 enough. That is enough. That is a fair game. We get a fair game compared to the... Uh, it's a good show. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good show. show. It's a good show compared to the bloody dog. <laughs> but if I see if I give you another... See if I give you 4,000 years. Mm-hmm. How how do you think your mind... What would you, How would your... So you know now how far you've come now, over, especially over the last few years. Yeah. So if I give you 2,000 years, what do you think your mind would become? Yeah, I'd love to be given two thousand extra years, you know, to see how what your mind could become. Yeah, what, what, what we mind. If you're could asking become. questions, if you're asking questions now about intergalactic aliens thinking about death, what sort of questions will you be thinking about in two thousand years' time? Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably asking. You can't even see the question, can you? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no question. <laughs> I don't know. I could be Star Lord out of Gardens of the Galaxy, probably at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh, Ah oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love that, man. I'd love an extra two thousand years, but yet still knowing that I'm gonna die, or I could die. Yeah, I mean, like they said, if if you if you live healthily, you can live to like two thousand years. So you can't like 
but you can't, but you can still die. I mean, if you like, if you shot yourself in the head, yeah, you can still die or whatever. Here, here's something though, right? Just imagine you, you, you still, you live an awesome yeah. life. Here, here's you? something. Just imagine you're near the end of the 2000 years. So you're near the end of the 2000 years, right? You know what's coming up and you've got like a few days to live. Would you like just completely take risks? Like you'd be just like trying to do super, superhuman stuff, like just jumping backflips off like, Hundred uh-huh. like off the Empire State Building and stuff, just uh-huh. just like trying to jump, like do free running over stupid like gaps and stuff like that. I think it, t- uh, it depends <laughs> uh, on how many body days to live. Let's just just push this self out and push this vessel. I wonder how I wonder <laughs> how many body will look in two thousand years time. Two thousand years of just like phew, all the different experiences. I mean, I'd be everything. I'd it's be an alcoholic. <laughs> I'd be everything. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's, very, it's very interesting because uh, I, I was actually thinking, right? You would actually have, so you would have people that would just completely take the take the bodies to let to this ultimate level. You would have people like who these sort of these absolute massive monsters, like pure health freaks, like pumping yeah. all these steroids in two like two thousand years of steroids, absolutely huge. <laughs> How big can I get in two thousand years? Yeah, constantly just lifting weights all the time. But then on the other scale as well, two thousand year workout program. On the other scale as well, you would actually have people like. Um, <laughs> you'd have, have people chained up the um, like porn VR machines right <laughs> and they would literally there wouldn't even be a person anymore they would literally just be like a, um, like a <laughs> they'd be like a blister <laughs> like the whole body of masturbating would just be complete red soreness oh my god this is wild podcast imagine that one <laughs> this is our minds by the way everyone this is our minds that is funny that way. yeah I love this um, yeah that was what would happen I'd, I'd like you would you be happy with another 2000 years yet knowing that you could you will die I, I probably I probably would take the 2000 years definitely because I think yeah that's what I'm saying that, that, that would be I think that would be a good that would be a good card that would be a good card to hold like knowing that you're still going to experience the death as well but also have 2000 years but who knows who knows obviously maybe after 2000 years you, you get bored but I can't I couldn't say no I couldn't either man. It's, it is, it's a hard question to think about Here, here's this, here's something to think about right it's interesting to me to think about how like being talking about this understanding of death, right? But how that actually can be transitioned over to the sort of modern human beings' minds, right? Mm-hmm. So, like we, so we said earlier, we started this podcast and I was talking about how we know that most civilization now builds the emphasis around death's a bad thing. Like we we knew know now if you look at a, if you go to a funeral now, everyone's mourning. Yeah. And I thought about this: if we had an understanding that death was a beautiful experience and something that everyone's going to do, which everyone are, and actually realize it and come to the realization, death in a sense at a funeral wouldn't be a, a morning it wouldn't be people upset people would actually be it would be a celebration of life experience of what like a, a celebration of one's existence that's what it would be right mm. so do you think in the future let's say when science like we've just been talking about some massive concepts about aliens coming to the planet and people tied up the VR systems watching porn people building bodies are incredible over 2000 years but what do you think in the future, when technology does continue to keep improving and continue advancing, could we actually be also at that time, even in that time period, if we haven't cured immortality, could we actually also be looking at, because who says curing immortality? I know a lot of people are talking about how actually the curing of death could be possible. Like we had mm. um, Aubrey Degree on the podcast, and he's talking about how in the possible, in the future, biologically, we'll be able to live for longer, live forever. But let's say, but who knows if we can do that? Maybe life isn't set up to do that, and there's something in the universe that stops you from be- becoming that, the way the rule set is. Mm-hmm. But when we do advance in technology alongside of that, could we actually be looking at a complete different model of death? Like, what could technology actually show us 
show us what death really is I think it's I think it's interesting how like actually technology is advancing at a rapid rate but yet like they're still showing us like um the opposite they're still not showing us like the whole um the can't the, even though technology is adapting right and they're trying the state and that at the end of it there's nothingness but yet and it's just like ceases to be that's even though there's rapid technology and it's actually showing this but like it doesn't just give us the whole insight of like the afterlife that's something like faith would and like our own belief would and this is what we're actually looking at right now I mean like some interesting thing was um, someone called Dr. Cameron Shaw who was like who's a neuroscientist he opened up a woman's brain immediately after death Mm -hmm. and he found some interesting responses and he says that within 30 seconds we lose ourselves completely he says because like the brain's blood supply comes from underneath the brain tends to die from the top down claiming most human characteristics first and like our sense of self our sense of humor our ability to think read our think thinking ahead all this stuff goes within the first 10 to 20 seconds of us being dead and he says then as the wave of blood starved to the brain like it spreads out our memories and language they short out until then they were left with just a core just a brain with nothing in it that's powerful but I'm also thinking as well because I like th- we can further than that and I know, you, I know you're sort of just saying that yeah, I know you're, I'm trying to think like I know you, I know you're technology trying to say, is not it's not the answer mm-hmm. I know what you're trying to say but I'm also trying to, I'm also coming from the picture as well what happens in the future when we do develop a technology where I mean look look in the future now We people are talking about developing AI and even Tom Campbell, we've had in the podcast, he talks about how about how consciousness could actually it won't be transferred into an AI. Consciousness will actually be sort of encouraged into an AI. So if we get to that understanding and we understand what consciousness is, I'm actually thinking that we might actually understand something else about life. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. How will that, and that, and that, that's what that, that's what I'm thinking. How will that be understanding of? I mean, let's say we get to understanding that. Technology comes out and says, "Yeah, we fought all along. We, we told he's a lie, but sorry, but consciousness isn't junk of the mind. It isn't just in the head. <laughs> consciousness is actually we're, we're, we're walking around with just little receivers. We're little receivers of information. Imagine that, and the, the fully believe, the fully find out like scientifically that that's what it is. Walking around with little receivers, and consciousness is actually coming from somewhere else. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Then I'm thinking in my head now, people would actually would." That would make people view de- death very different, very different. Yeah, because then I think people then would believe then. So, just like a TV, just like a TV, we have a TV channel, TV on now. That it, you know, if you if you t- turn that TV off, the still the, the signal doesn't end. Yeah, it doesn't the signal that TV doesn't end? So that's why I'm thinking that'll be transition. People will also be thinking. Good point. So if you turn us off, that also doesn't mean our signal ends. Yeah, it really doesn't, to be honest. It just maybe means well, you've just changed channel for a couple of hours. <laughs> exactly. And then also that makes an argument as well. When he said we just change, change the channel for a couple of hours, maybe we just change the channel to somewhere else. Exactly. Like we, we know now, we know now that in this reality that we live in now, the re, the, uh, we, are, we are sort of, we tune, we, we're, we're operating on a, fre- on a frequency and we're tuning to, like we're, 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 we're on Earth. We're on Earth 101 now. Like me and you are on Earth 101, that's why we can see each other. Mm-hmm. But what happens if, if we just understand we can change that dialer and to go back to death maybe death is just changing that dialer and that dialer is just tuning you tune it somewhere else 
So you turn the t- you turn the TV off, but the TV being the body, like the organs and the heart and the mind and everything. Mm. But that that signal's still running somewhere else. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Or, um, or maybe as well, just like you know how you as well you have um, <laughs> you know how as well how you have uh, you know how how people now you have um them sort of them chip boxes where people um like even downloads as well on the internet. You know, any you know like how people can decipher like so say it was like a sports game or like a UFC fight or a, whatever it is and someone can actually bounce that signal to somewhere else imagine we are this imagine someone actually before we're going to die someone bounces our signal to somewhere else we don't want to be like <laughs> ah like in a little little, 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 little uh, futuristic hacker and he just bounces a code to somewhere else like your signal and you wake up and you're like eh, what the hell and you just stand in front of death whoa yeah, no, that would be an interesting concept, wouldn't it? You're just standing there right in front of death. And then uh, at that point, I think you've got to just ask yourself, like, what would you say to him? At that point, when you finally turn to the channel and you're actually facing death, what would you say to him? What would you say to death? Wow. Here's one, right? I'll spin it back around again. Oh, uh, Triple spin, right? Oh, triple spinner! <laughs> <laughs> what would... When you ask that question there, what would what would death, what would you, what would death look like to you? And then a triple spin, a quadruple spin on that. <laughs> and Death says, what would you do in order to get your life back? <laughs> and then he just unzipped. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would do? I would be right... Here's another triple... Here's another tri- <laughs> It's brilliant, by the way. <laughs> he just unzipped his pants. <laughs> this is what I would do. <laughs> I would get right down on my hands and knees. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I would just take the biggest bite <laughs> I've ever taken in my life <laughs> and go I'm deaf bitch <laughs> oh, that was wild that was brilliant. Man. Yeah, that was funny good insight okay then so now we know that you're deaf <laughs> you're deaf it looks like a man with with man with a zipper <laughs> from, with a willy. <laughs> so your death looks like someone with a, with a willy. Oh man, that's funny. And my death looks like a, a beautiful female. Class. <laughs> 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 that is funny as well. Man. Yeah, but um. So what? So all right. What would I? What would I see? What would I? What would I, what would I see to death? What would you see to death in that moment? Oh, what would I see Keep staring at you. So right, what I would do is what I see at death. So right, I would actually, I think I would shake, I would shake his hand right first. I'll shake something else. Yeah, shake something else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. And I would actually say this to him. So you know in the film, you know in the air, uh, have you seen, you know in the, have you seen the film Troy before? I watched it the uh, air a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well. yeah. I love that film, right? Mm. So in that, um, what's the actor called again? I forget. What I always forget what the actor's called. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. So Brad Pitt, have you seen the scene where he's in the tent and he's sitting with the the princess from um, from Sparta? I think yeah, it's from yeah. Sparta um, or the other country, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but anyway, he's sitting, Troy. Yeah, Troy. Yeah, the princess from Troy in the in the tent, and he just turns around and just says, "And this is what I would say to death. I would say the gods envy us because we're mortal. And that's what I would say, oh. meaning." And meaning that we cannot live forever and we are deliberately designed to be mortal mm. we grow old we age and we die and that's what I would say to death oh I like that I would love to see what he says he'd say well you're not now bitch <laughs> <laughs> prepare for a ride on the oh, top bitch I'd turn around and just go here's one thing, here. thing, thing here. you think you're um, you think you're mortal 
but I'm going to make you live forever in this life. What I see, what I see, I'd see it. I'd see it. Thanks for the ride. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. Just, uh, thanks. You know what, mate? I know you come here to collect your debt of a life that's been owed, but I know. Thanks for the ride. Cheers, man. Yeah. And then I turn back and look at Earth and I go, "Well, that was shit." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say that was absolutely incredible, and I, I just be. I turn around, look at Earth, look at what I got back, look at death, nod my head, and then just turn back to Earth and go, give it a little thumbs up, and then just turn around, probably walk away with them. Yeah, cheese, 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 cheese. Hand over him and hand just like, him, yeah. like two lads going uh, yeah. from a hand, hand over him, one hand over his arm, one, one hand over his neck, other hand on his willy. Five <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thanks, death. <laughs> oh, man, that was wild. I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up as well. Yeah, I agree, man. Anyway, peace and love. Yeah, peace and love. Thanks so much for listening. And as you know, me and Chris absolutely embody so much of our time and lives in this podcast. And we really want to do keep continue to keep bringing you more and more amazing conversations and content. And with your help, we can really take this to another level. So if you do believe in what we're doing and want to support the podcast, you can do so by going to our Patreon page and checking out all the different reward tiers that we've set up. And even the $2 reward tier that we've set up even gives you access to bonus content, special bonus conversations and other rants. And we've also just added a new one-hour podcast conversation to the Patreon page where me and Chris did. We get very personal and delve in and talk a bit about our journeys and all the way from our time, all the way back in college, all the way up to now. So if you do want to check that out, all you need to do is sign up to any Patreon road tier and in the process, support the podcast and you can listen to that. And I just wanted to also say as well, we absolutely love that you are all coming on this journey with us. We're a part of your journey and you're a big part of ours too. So anyway, we'll catch you next week where we have another amazing episode. And just to play this podcast out as a little added bonus as I like to do, I'm also going to play an amazing speech by Alan Watts where he talks about death. So we'll see you next week. Keep sticking everyone. Peace. If any one of us could at this moment be as one about to die, genuinely and honestly, we would understand the mystery of life. Because death is the source of life. Just as we see in nature when the leaves fall from the trees, they mold and rot, and this supplies humus from which more plants can grow. It's a cycle life. But in every way, symbolic and otherwise, human beings try to stop that cycle. It is not therefore natural for us to wish to prolong life indefinitely. But we live in a culture where it has been rubbed into us in every conceivable way that to die is a terrible thing. And that is a tremendous disease from which our culture in particular suffers. And we notice it firstly in the way in which death is swept under the carpet. When one gets to an extreme, that is to say, to the point where you realize that there is nothing you can do about life, 
nothing you could not do about life. Then you're the mosquito biting the iron bull. Well, so in the same way, he said, look, you heard a bomb coming at you. You could hear it whistle. And you knew it was right above you and headed straight at you and that you were finished. And you accepted it. And suddenly, there was a strange feeling that everything is absolutely clear. You suddenly see that there isn't a grain of dust in the whole universe that's in the wrong place. That you understand completely, absolutely, totally, what it's all about. Because you can't say what it is. So, you see, this is always the opportunity presented by death. That if one can go into death with eyes open and have somebody help you, if necessary, to give up before you die, this extraordinary thing can happen to you. So that from your standpoint, in that position, at that time, you would say, I wouldn't have missed that opportunity for the world. Now I understand why we die. The reason we die is to give us the opportunity to understand what life's all about. By letting go. Because then we come to a situation that the ego can't deal with. When we are no longer hypnotized by that, then our natural consciousness can see clearly what all this universe is for. So, therefore, we have missed this golden opportunity by institutionalizing death out of the way instead of having a socially understood acceptance of death and rejoicing in death. To be important, existence does not have to go on any longer than a moment. Quantitative continuity is of no value. Who said you're supposed to survive? Who gave you the idea that it's a gas to go on and on and on? And we can't say that it's a good thing for everything to go on living from the very simple demonstration that if we enable everybody to go on living, we overcrowd ourselves. That we're like an unpruned tree. We can also look further into it and see that if our death could be indefinitely postponed, we would not actually go on postponing it indefinitely. Because after a certain point, we would realize that that isn't the way in which we wanted to survive. Why else would we have children? Because children arrange for us to survive in another way. By, as it were, passing on a torch. So that you don't have to carry it all the time there comes a point where you can give it up and say, now you work. It's a far more amusing arrangement for nature to continue the process of life through different individuals than it is always with the same individual. Because as each new individual approaches life, life is renewed. 
and one remembers how fascinating the most ordinary everyday things are to a child because they see them all as marvelous because they see them all in a way that is not related to survival and profit. And when we get to thinking of everything in terms of survival and profit value, as we do, then the shapes of scratches on the floor cease to have magic. And most things, in fact, cease to have magic. So therefore, in the course of nature, once we have ceased to see magic in the world anymore, we are no longer fulfilling nature's game of being aware of itself. There's no point in it anymore. And so we die. And so something else comes to birth, which gets an entirely new view. And so nature's self-awareness is a game worth the candle.